Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. It's expected early, but chance for some isolated showers late morning continuing throughout the day. And a mild day, too, at 60 to 65 degrees with a gusty breeze out of the south. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we've got 45 degrees in Ruston. It's 46 in Bethesda. And we've got 46 degrees outside the WTOP studios at 259. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Hello and good morning. I'm Rich Hunter. Coming up, the House will soon vote on a bill that could pave the way for a new commander stadium in the district. Also, a fifth suspect is arrested and charged with murder in a Maryland toddler's death. And within a span of 15 days, 11 pedestrians were killed in crashes across Virginia. I'm Kate Ryan. The cabs doubled up the Ottawa Senators 6-3. Good morning. It is now 3 a.m. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Christopher Cruz. It could be one of her last stands. On the day before Michigan's Republican presidential primary, Nikki Haley campaigned throughout the battleground state, tried to persuade voters to choose her over former President Trump. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is there. Haley has promised to stay in the race through Super Tuesday when voters in 15 states go to the polls. But a key finance source is drying up. Americans for Prosperity Action, backed by the billionaire Koch brothers, says it'll no longer spend millions to help Haley because it doesn't think she has a path to victory after the loss in South Carolina. President Biden will meet with congressional leaders at the White House today. They'll be trying to find a way to keep the government from closing its doors in a few days. CBS's Scott McFarlane has been following events on Capitol Hill. The deadline is pressing. March 1st, this Friday, one quarter of the federal government shuts down if there's no deal. Then the next Friday, March 8th, the other three quarters, including the Pentagon, suffer shutdowns. The president and the former president will visit the southern border this week on the same day. Mr. Biden was asked about the trip during a visit to New York City to be on a late night talk show. Plan to go Thursday. What I didn't know is uh, my good friend apparently is gone. Mr. Biden will visit Brownsville, Texas to meet with Border Patrol agents, law enforcement and local leaders. Trump is expected to be about 300 miles away in Eagle Pass, Texas. Matt Piper, CBS News, New York. Can states regulate national banks? The Supreme Court is going to decide that issue, says CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. Twelve states require banks to pay interest on mortgage escrow accounts, but Bank of America is arguing that since it is a national bank, it is protected under the Dodd-Frank Act because under the statute, the bank has to have complete control over the account. Well, Taylor Swift's Australian tour has seemed to have ended on a very sour note. She performed to a sellout crowd in Sydney, but hours later, it's alleged, her father assaulted a photographer. The Taylor Swift camp says two individuals began pushing, grabbing and threatening prior to the claimed assault. The group left within seconds, hoping it would all wind down. Swift's Australian tour is now officially over. Scott Mayman for CBS News, Canberra, Australia. Well, this is quite the development. The Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx is going to be tuition-free. Former Professor Ruth Gutzman has given the school a billion dollars. Tuition had been more than $59,000 a year. The 93-year-old Gotsman is the widow of Wall Street investor David Gotsman. She's been affiliated with the college for uh, 55 years. This is CBS News. 
Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 3.03 a.m. Tuesday, February 27th. It is 46 degrees, cloudy, breezy, scattered showers, highs around 65. Good morning, I'm Rich Hunter. The top local stories we're following this hour. A new commander stadium in D.C. could be uh, one step closer to reality. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton's bipartisan bill aimed at revitalizing the old RFK Stadium campus will be taken up by the House on Wednesday. The bill would allow the land where RFK Stadium sits, crumbling, to be used for a new football stadium, parks, commercial, or residential purposes. The bill, co-sponsored by the chair of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, Republican James Comer. The commanders are under new ownership, and the team is contractually obligated to play at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland, through 2027. RFK Stadium is eventually scheduled to be demolished, but no date has been set. A fifth person is now under arrest in the shooting death of uh, of a two-year-old toddler and his stroller back on February 8th in Langley Park. Prince George's County Police have uh, taken 25-year-old Nilsson Granados Trejo into custody. So far, three men have been arrested in the case, along with two teens. They're just 15 and 16 years old. Investors, uh, investigators say the little boy and his mother were caught in the crossfire of two feuding groups that early evening. The mother has been recovering from her injuries. Within just the past couple of weeks, 11 pedestrians have been killed in crashes in Virginia. These happen near highways and in neighborhoods during the day and night. State police are just out with the numbers. Matt Dimline with Virginia State Police says the 11 cases involving pedestrians who died as a result of crashes happened in a variety of circumstances. Demline says state police are urging drivers to take care in areas they would expect to see pedestrians. You know, for example, school zones or near crosswalks, please take extra caution. Never pass another car near a crosswalk because you don't know why that car has stopped. There may be someone in the crosswalk and you wouldn't see them until the last moment. And Fairfax County police say two cases in the 15-day period involved pedestrians crossing outside of crosswalks. State police urge pedestrians to cross inside of crosswalks. And don't assume the driver can see you. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. It's 3.06. A plan to revitalize downtown D.C. will take five years to implement and it will cost $400 million. That's what political and business leaders in the city are saying as they look for ways to increase economic activity in the area. Those who support the plan say downtown D.C. needs a boost as things haven't been the same since the pandemic hit with fewer people in the office and more employees working from home. The five-year revitalization plan would put $82 million toward improving streetscapes, cultural districts, and the arts. $76 million would go toward new economic drivers, such as the addition of new housing. And $45 million would be spent on attracting and retaining new office users. The district cannot look backwards. As D.C. Council Member Kenyon McDuffie, who chairs the council's business and economic development committee. Our next steps are going to be as part of an economic development approach that helps us attract new businesses, retain our current businesses, while also focusing on a downtown that welcomes everyone. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Some Fairfax County students may get to set their alarms back soon. School leaders there are looking into how they can change middle school start times 
without causing major problems for everyone else. We're approaching this with all things around the table. Fairfax County has been talking about changing middle school start times for years. Right now, they all start at 7.30, but the school district wants middle schoolers starting classes at 8 a.m. or later. There are documented benefits based in the literature in terms of behavioral health improvements, in terms of reductions in attempted suicide rates and suicides. Tatia Prieto is with the group working with the county on how to make such a change. But it won't be easy because school schedules usually affect each other and there's a bus driver shortage. We would add that this is a national issue and it's not one that's likely to go away soon. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Those new start times could be in place by the 2025-26 school year. Today, the Fairfax Connector strike will enter its sixth day with bus service still suspended. On Thursday of last week, more than 600 Fairfax Connector bus operators and mechanics went on strike in protest against contractor Transdev for what their union calls unfair labor practices. The union has been attempting to negotiate a deal with Transdev for higher pay, more sick leave, and retirement security. Both sides met Monday for contract negotiations but could not reach a tentative agreement. This strike will continue until a deal has been reached so riders should seek alternative transportation arrangements. The next scheduled session for contract talks is March the 6th. And coming up after traffic and weather, uh, looks like key inflation numbers are coming out later this week. Good morning. It is now 3.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's say good morning to Ken Berger and the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. All lanes are open on the Beltway, both in Maryland and in Virginia. You find no delays, nothing in your way, so it's a good-looking ride. Just remember to mind your speed limit. Uh, both directions of the freeway between 14th Street across Washington to the 11th Street Bridge is running without delay. DC 295 clear up and down the corridor between the 11th Street Bridge and the city-county line. No troubles to worry about on either direction of I-295. Between the flyover ramp and the Beltway south of town, the 3rd Street Tunnel, all lanes are clear between the freeway and and New York Avenue. Uh, you're also going to find uh, no major worries on 395 from Virginia. It had a work zone reported southbound that was just south of Washington Boulevard. Looks like that is cleared. No delays on the northbound side as you make your way north of the Springfield Interchange across the river into Washington. The work zone eastbound 66 west of US 29 and Virginia 124 has cleared. However, westbound 66 just after the Rosalind Tunnel, left lane is getting by that road work, but no major delays. Glebe Road shut down on either direction between between 123 Chainbridge Road and Military Road. This is because of the usual overnight work zone. Anne Reynolds County eastbound span to the Bay Bridge closed. Two-way operations on the westbound span. No delays between the two shores. The WTOP newsroom is furnished by Regency Furniture. Presidential savings are still happening at Regency. Shop now and enjoy 25% off plus free delivery. Affordable never looks so good. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Temperatures this morning, not that cold at all. We're starting out between 45 and 50 degrees. And later today, up into the 60s, 60 to 65 degrees. But it's not going to be quite as pretty as yesterday. Today, I've got mostly cloudy skies and isolated showers starting late morning, continuing with scattered showers for the afternoon and evening. And a gusty wind, too. It's going to be fairly breezy during the afternoon. And a gusty wind continues also on Wednesday. I'm forecasting 70 degrees with more rain. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we've got 46 degrees in southwest Washington at the wharf. It's 48 down at National Harbor, 44 in Sterling. 
And we've got 46 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months. No payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's go to Joan Doniger. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Wall Street's a bit antsy this week, waiting for some key inflation data to arrive. The Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge is due out the day after tomorrow. And after the jump both in consumer and producer prices this month, investors may be looking to Thursday's numbers to see how bad the threat of reflation could be and what that means for the timing of interest rate cuts. U.S. Steel has signed a non-disclosure agreement with Nippon Steel to allow talks about Nippon Steel's takeover of the iconic American steel producer to continue. The United Steelworkers Union is opposed to the almost $1.5 billion deal. The union can't block the acquisition, but it can ramp up political pressure in this election year on President Biden to block it. The Biden administration is looking to stop the merger of two huge supermarket chains, Kroger and Albertsons. The FTC is suing on grounds a merger would reduce competition and result in higher food prices as well as lower wages for workers. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. And coming up on WTOP, there is an investigation underway into the operations of companies that collect organs for transplants. We will go deeper into the investigation with The Washington Post next. It is 312. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. When we were growing up, my two brothers and I just loved our Uncle Ted. He was like a really cool big brother who always brought around the best toys and took us to the best places and with whom we always had the most fun. It was odd, though, when we got older to realize he wasn't nearly as outgoing and adventurous with other adults. I found out much later that this might have had something to do with the ostomy bag he wore ever since he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease as a teenager and had part of his lower intestine removed. Theodore Skolnick, my Uncle Ted, died last year at the age of 80, never having once mentioned his illness to me or my brothers. He left a large bequest to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation to help fund better treatments for these diseases and also to help other people, old and young, seek and get help for the situation that he was never able to talk about. Don't feel you need to hide your Crohn's or colitis. Go to spillyourguts.org to learn more about the treatments available and even find a specialist. That's spillyourguts.org. It's 313. The WTOP Charity of the Month is Easter Seals. Since 1945, Easter Seals has worked tirelessly to enhance quality of life for children and adults with disabilities, low-income families, and for those with military backgrounds. Providing child development, adult daycare, and comprehensive military family support in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, Easter Seals is creating a hopeful, inclusive community where all people realize their potential and live their most meaningful lives. For more information, visit WTOP.com. Search charities. That's WTOP.com. Search charities. This is Dave Doldine from the Traffic Center. If you're like me, you spent a lot of time at home over the winter, and I couldn't stop agonizing over the cracked, peeling paint on the ceilings. Enough. It's time for quality painting from Serta Pro Painters. You can trust them to get the job done right because they take pride in what they do. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated by men and women who live right here. Schedule your free estimate online at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. When choosing a painting professional, the choice is simple. Choose happy. Choose Serta Pro Painters. As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time you reached out for help? If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. 
reach out. Find more information at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 315. I'm Rich Hunter. Thanks for being with us. The organizations that collect organs for transplants here in the U.S. are being scrutinized more closely as part of an investigation. The probe involves U.S. attorneys in different parts of the country. Washington Post science reporter Mark Johnson covered the story and joined WTOP Sean and Ann to tell us exactly what they're investigating. There have been complaints about the organ transplant industry for quite some time. There's just a basic problem that there's a waiting list of 103,000 people approximately, and 17 people a day are dying waiting for organs. And there has been a trend towards some of the organizations that collect the organs. They're called organ procurement organizations, and some of them have started side businesses or own businesses that they can then hire. For instance, transportation companies. There's at least one or two organ procurement organizations that have those. And only 33 deceased donors between 2010 and 2019 had organs taken, even though there were 5,281 patients that met the criteria. That's a really small fraction, especially given the need that's out there. And this investigation is not necessarily new. It's been around for several months, but you're reporting that it is getting a a lot more serious and we could possibly see criminal charges here? It's possible. We heard that investigators came to the homes and offices of some of the executives of these organ procurement organizations. That's certainly a sign that the investigation is heating up. The Senate back in the fall sent out letters, in some cases, very specific letters to, I think, eight of the organizations. Basically, they were asking them very detailed questions about possible conflicts of interest. That's Washington Post science reporter Mark Johnson. A quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. Partial government shutdown could arrive at the end of the week unless Capitol Hill lawmakers act. President Biden hopes to have a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war in less than a week. Another arrest in the shooting death of a two-year-old toddler in our area that makes five people in custody so far, including two teenagers. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. It is now 318. Traffic and weather on the gates. Let's go back to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. This is the time of the morning when uh, work zones around town begin to end. Um, All all the work zones uh, in Virginia have ended between the American Legion Bridge heading to the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge, so all lanes are clear and not seeing any delays. And a work zone that was on 50 just east of the Beltway, eastbound lanes on the left lane and right lane that were alternate enclosures, Uh, that maintenance operation has ended. A couple of work zones continue, however, including out in uh, Fairfax County, uh, 123 
Ox Road between Braddock Road to University Drive over by George Mason University for maintenance activities with a left center lane and right shoulder are both mobile alternate enclosures, and that's in either direction. And we just got word that the surveying operations that was on southbound 95 in Fairfax County, just south of Lorton Road, that activity has cleared. So now all lanes are open through that. However, still dealing with the uh, work zone southbound 95 south of Dale Boulevard. That's bridge deck repair operations with the center lane. The right lane remain blocked and down in Fredericksburg, northbound 95 between Plank Road, Virginia 3, heading up to uh, Warrington Road. New road construction, the right lane and the right shoulder are closed. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Forecasting two more mild days coming our way. Feeling a lot like spring before it's back to reality for Thursday and Friday, the end of the week. It's definitely going to feel cold. Right now, this morning, we've got 45 to 50 degrees out there with a little patchy fog. Later today, mostly cloudy skies, so not nearly as pretty. But our temperatures will be between 60 and 65 degrees. Expect isolated showers starting mainly late morning and continuing throughout the afternoon with some scattered showers right through the evening. Higher chance of rain comes on Wednesday, especially late. It's a steady rain from 3 to 8 p.m. and a gusty wind, too, with winds around 30 to 40 miles per hour. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now it's 47 degrees in Springfield. We've got 46 downtown at uh, Farragut Square. Wow, down to 39 in Laurel, and it's 46 degrees outside the WTOP studios. Brought to you by Lend the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. And coming up on WTOP Easter comes early this year, and it's time to get in on the lottery for the annual White House Easter egg roll. We will have the details in minutes. It is 3.20. Microsoft now makes Azure OpenAI service available in our government cloud to help agencies accelerate, automate, and innovate on the most comprehensive and compliant cloud platform. Using the latest generative AI capabilities, Azure OpenAI service for government is optimized to unlock new insights from controlled, unclassified, and secure data for better user experiences and enhanced national security. Learn how Azure OpenAI Service for Government Clouds drives real transformation at aka.ms slash fedai. Animals are languishing in U.S. shelters, especially dogs who look a certain way. These dogs are just as deserving of loving homes as any type of dog, which is why we decided to help them get out of kennels. Join the thousands of supporters of our mission to help us expand our national reach and proudly place more dogs from kennels into their forever homes. To learn more about our mission, please visit us at kennel2couch.org. Is it a good day for a stroll on the National Mall? Or better to hang on the couch with your favorite shows? Plan your day with WTOP weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. WTOP, Washington's top news. It's 322. One Virginia school district is using dogs to crack down on drug use. Loudoun County Public Schools is partnering with the Sheriff's Office and Leesburg Police to conduct random canine team scans in high school buildings. Starting next month, these canine scans will occur randomly and without advance notice. Officials say this is an additional drug deterrence in a collective effort to stop drug use across the Loudoun County community due to the increase in awareness of possible substance use by students. After a canine scan takes place, families will receive information in a community message. 
You can now enter the online ticket lottery for the Easter egg roll at the White House. The annual tradition takes place on Monday, April 1st. Tickets are free, but you have to request them through the online public lottery, which closes next Monday at noon. Then randomly selected winners will be notified through mail. This popular event is geared for kids 12 and under. Details about this year's theme and activities have not yet been released. A Fairfax County history teacher urges students to go beyond the textbook and learn more about each of their histories. WTOP's Scott Gelman has that story from South County High School. I thought about just my own personal experiences with family reunions and how they're ripe full of history. That prompted AP African American Studies teacher Sean Miller to make a Black Joy family reunion an annual event here. You have uh, African foods, you have African American foods, different types of drinks. They even went down to explain why lemonade is here. (laughs) Flags are hanging around the room and posters explain why the reunions are important. We need to focus on black joy rather than just the bad parts of black history. are playing games too, like this one, identifying classmates based on their baby pictures. The goal is to express diversity. It's not about race of ethnicity per se, but it's diversity of our student body and society as a whole. In Fairfax County, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Many people are in our area are craving a connection. They're lonely. This comes amid a national epidemic of people struggling on their own. Loneliness can lead to serious mental and physical health impacts that can shorten your life. D.C. is a transient region with political job cycles and high living costs. And due to factors like lingering effects of COVID and remote work, more locals are seemingly feeling disconnected. Almost half of D.C.'s households consist of one person. And while living alone does not automatically equate to loneliness, it's linked to higher rates of self-reported depression. Meanwhile, many Washingtonians are working remote or hybrid schedules. The area's largest employer, the federal government, has not enacted a set plan for getting workers back to the office. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. And here's Rob Woodfork. The Capitals wore special black jerseys to the arena to commemorate Black History Night and then wore out the Ottawa Senators 6-3 to help commemorate a special night for John Carlson. The 34-year-old passed Callie Johansson for the most games by a defenseman in franchise history with 984. And right as the tribute video showed up on the video board, he scored his 145th goal to pass Sergei Gonchar for the second most by a Capitals defenseman. Yeah, it's a huge accomplishment. I think it's a lot of games in, the, in a really good league and I'm glad to do it with one team, and that's that's a special thing for a player. But to Coach Spencer Carberry... He's going to go down in history as one of the greats of all time in this organization and arguably a, a hockey Hall of Famer with what he's been able to do in his career and what he continues to do, even at his age and where he's at in his career, playing the most minutes by far. Every situation, penalty kill, power play, five on five, when we need to defend a lead, when we need to come back in a game, he, he's the guy out there. And the league leader in minutes figures to be on the ice for the quick turnaround in Detroit for a game crucial to the wild card race. In a busy night at Bird Gymnasium, the Howard men and women beat Coppin State to extend their respective win streaks. The Nationals youngsters played well in a 6-3 exhibition loss to the Mets as Josiah Gray struck out five in two scoreless innings. And all the Nats scoring came from Brady House and James Wood. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. And coming up after.